0: Okay. Oh my god. Gordo, what I don't know what you've group. been on tonight. That's exactly what I'm saying. Dude, I'm on Stella Artois, bro. <laughs> Do you reviews
1: it, Kroger?
0: <laughs> what did he say? Yeah. The Abe, Walmart, has, Abe hasn't even read the chat. Abe, have you read Abe's the in, chat at all? Abe's in for it. None of these reviews actually got posted. Just oh, dang Just, it. just <laughs> putting says, it out there before
1: April. <laughs> says he left a review for <laughs> Kroger. Was walking down aisle five, looked to my left and noticed this dude. Didn't think anything of it. <laughs> Suddenly I slipped on a banana peel looking like Mario Kart. Yoshi boys represent.
2: And oh, man- in the... Oh, in the dad chat.
1: And this man, five foot eight, red beard, bald head, grabbed me and saved my life. Suddenly he was gone. I swear he looked like his name was a president's name. I don't know. Was he an angel? Probably.
2: Please tell me you put it on there. For the love, please tell me you did it.
0: I'm not trying to get anybody promoted.
1: What it do, baby? We're back with episode five of Somehow I Dad, the podcast about dad life. Joining us today from Ohio, Gordo. Hello. From Arkansas, he's back, Abe Phillips. Hello. Back by popular demand, TJ Weaver.
3: What's up?
1: And joining us uh, straight from the hospital, Sir Tyler Giddens.
4: Yo, what it do, flight crew?
1: Tyler is uh, currently at White. the hospital as we speak with his wife Ashley uh, they are giving birth to their little girl Oakley Tyler how, any updates how, how's it going how are you how's Ashley
4: uh it's it's uh we're going good they put in the Foley bulb at two so to get her like four. Er, at four to get her dilated I've been corrected um She's already wrong if you hear a beep or a heartbeat in the background, that's just the machines. Uh, don't worry about it. she's she's a okay. Um, yeah, we're all good. She's just uncomfortable and wants to walk around and she can't. So
1: yeah.
4: if you hear somebody screaming with an attitude, it'll be my angry wife
1: <laughs> how long How long does this this process take? i'm I'm so new to this
4: usually if if you do a uh, early induction, it's what twelve, fourteen hours actually. Uh, basically overnight, so they do it the day evening before and then should be able to give birth, like dilated enough to give birth by the morning
1: or afternoon next day. Dang. <clears throat> That's crazy.
4: Mm. Longest was
3: us for us was three days, shortest was eight hours.
1: Three oh, wow, days please. after an induction?
3: Yes. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Geez. And then he yeah. was emergency C section. So and then Both every other one after
2: God both of ours oh, were c sections yeah. so we like scheduled a time we showed up to the hospital about an hour before got into the room they took her back and it was like 45 minutes from the time they took her back to the time she was back in the Wait, room with, with you the didn't kid. go
3: into the surgery room
2: oh absolutely i did okay good yeah okay good <laughs> they like i was on the other like i had my wife's hand in front of the curtain and i was on the other side watching
1: you yep. watched Heck, oh, yes, yeah. dude. Oh, without question. Absolutely.
4: <sighs> it's not as bad as it seems. Like the
2: birth. It's, it's not,
1: not as bad, bad as, as it as seems. I like, cut her open.
3: The C section uh, like is technically
4: less gross than a natural birth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not I was speaking. Either. I was speaking from the natural birth point because she didn't have a C section, but it's not as like gross as it seems.
3: It isn't super gross. You will want to punch a doctor, though. Yep. cause he's like causing get... your wife's discom- discomfort and she's
2: like whimpering and I'm like mother <laughs> yep. yep yep. you're gonna, you're yes. gonna want to fight somebody in there because your wife is gonna want to fight you for mm. doing this to her well so.
3: as a husband it's the most frustrating thing in the world to be like my wife is in incredible pain and I can't do a single thing to help like it is yeah. so powerless feeling
2: yeah, I want yeah. to punch
4: a doctor. Yeah, it, it, it'll make you want to put a hit out on the doctor, but don't do anything yourself. Just call the Goat Man.
2: <laughs> well, he, the Goat Man's not going to do much because he got hit
0: by a cop. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. So but the goat- thing with the Goat Man, though, is I think he lays eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so technically, the birth experience for Goat Man is pretty painless. It's well, technically, good- it's 2023, so Goat Woman.
1: It is. Goat person. It is. It's so a How day. did you get here? How Go did day. we get <laughs> here? So yeah. fast. We were doing so good for like I, I, 3 minutes. It's not even my
0: fault 99% of the time. I just finish it. But Garrett,
2: it's it's like it's it's an interesting anticipation. Right? Like we didn't get to experience the like going into labor. Uh, because our Roman was breech, so we had to do a C-section. They were like, there's no way you're doing a natural. You have to do a C-section. And then the next one, my wife was like, heck no, you're cutting me open again. I'm not, this thing ain't coming out. Like, you're going to pull it out of my stomach. I'm not, it's no. And me, I was kind of like, yeah, cool. All right. That's, <laughs> you know, that's, that's fine with me. But like, it was like the baby comes out and you're like, oh man, Like I don't really know how to feel. And they hand it to you and it's like, uh, I have to. Uh, what am I supposed to do with this thing? Like, yep. I'm supposed to keep it alive now? Like, it is a totally different set of emotions. And then your wife's crying, and she like, it's it. It took us about a week to kind of settle down from after having the first one. Jeez. Of like,
0: okay,
3: first one, yeah, it Oof. doesn't feel real. I have a all. question.
0: Yes, a genuine sure. question. How hard was it for you guys? So it's kind of a weird question that I don't think anybody talks about in being a dad, but something that I noticed after having three kids was it's really hard for me to bond with them between like when they're born and probably right up to like 6 months when they can start interacting with you. Yes. And I I I just wondered if you guys felt like that was natural cuz I always felt like I was selfish like like, this this little human is not interacting with me, so I I can't, it's not that I don't love, like, it's instant love, it's instant joy, it's instant everything that you never thought of, but it's, like, it's so hard. Like, right now, when, like, I look at Evie and stuff like that, it's, it's like, oh, my gosh, I love you, and she shows it back, and she just looks at me like, oh, my God, you're my dad. But, like, before, like, the last couple months, like, it's really hard for the dad, I feel like. To to feel that connection. Yeah. So then you're going through like almost mourning the loss of your wife because she's overtaken by like taking care of this little human being. And then you're also like, I don't know how to interact with this little human being. So I just was wondering like what your guys' thoughts were on that, honestly, because I feel like that's something that like dudes don't talk about.
3: Yeah, absolutely. First kid, especially because you're like, that's my wife and she has zero time for me. Like, I'm not even saying, like, anything physical. I was just like, I miss... First kid, I miss uh, just it being the two of us. And then second kid, less so. But it was still like, now I've got the oldest one because my wife has to take care of the youngest one. The the new baby. And you get that kind of almost... almost, It's going to sound really bad, but almost you resent it for a little while. Absolutely. yeah, And then... And then you get, yeah, you get that, the eyes open, the little happy chortle when they see you, and it clicks. But I'd have to say, I'd have to think that it's most, if not all, fathers. Because we're not doing anything for six months. Yeah, There's nothing I can do. I can maybe change a diaper.
2: You're an errand boy.
3: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think we feel, I think we, yeah.
2: Take
3: care of the wife. I still I
2: remember, we- I still remember, like, I I was so terrified to talk about that with, with dads. Yeah. Right? Because I'm like, for the first few months, like, I'm holding them and I'm like, I know I love this kid. And I know that this is like, supposed to be like, I'm supposed to just be just enthralled with all of this emotion and like, I would do anything for you and I would have, but I remember the first time it was like, it hit me like a truck and I'm like, I'm like crying. Like, you know, those I've like, I'm at the front of the altar, snot just crying. (laughs) Like the first time it was probably around six or seven months or so when Roman like, I like kind of came around the corner and I was gone for like, I think it was probably cause I was gone for a couple of days traveling for work. Um, yeah. and I came home and it, he like looked at me and it, we <clears> like <throat> made legitimate eye contact because the first few months they're like, you know, their eyes are just all over mm-hmm. the place. And Roman was cross-eyed for like the first month. Um, and so we like made, this was the first time we made super like, connected eye contact and he like did this little like squeal kind of giggle and his whole body was recognition
3: that that's dad
2: and dude I I literally just got goosebumps talking (laughs) about it because it's probably one of my most cherished memories with Roman of like that's the first TJ you said it perfectly that's the first time he's like dad and that's when to be honest that's when I really first like felt like the weight of the responsibility of raising this kid. Right. So I think Garrett, I think, or sorry, uh, Gordo, I think that was a perfect, you know, just a perfect question. Cause that's a, that's kind of a terrifying
0: thing. That's not in any dad book. No, it's not. No, 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 it's not. It's not in that Dr. Spock's book, bro. (laughs) Garrett, have you read that?
3: No. (laughs) Wait, Garrett can read. (laughs)
1: <laughs> what did you? What did you guys do to like combat that that feeling?
0: Honestly, nothing. That's Ooh, nothing. 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 That's the first time in twelve years I've talked about it. To be honest with you,
3: I'd, it's not. I'd say it like I've kind of had those moments that Ava's had with each. I mean, you get less and less as you have more kids yeah. because you've got a new baby, but you already have two other kids. So mm-hmm. sure. Mom's got the baby. I've got the other two. I'm, I'm, I'm still in full dad mode. Uh, yeah. but it's, I would say you, I didn't realize what I was <clears throat> feeling until I felt it change, you know, yeah. until I had that moment of, this is my kid. Yeah, I love this kid. I didn't really notice or I hadn't, recognized that resentment or that kind of like dissatisfaction or disconnect
2: yeah did you notice did you notice after that um a shift in you and your wife's relationship because i noticed one in mine because the first few months it was like it was i was we had the kid and and i was still attentive to roman but my wife was still my main focus right of like what do you need? Do, do you need a bottle? I'll make the bottle. The baby's crying I'll, All you do is have to hold it. Like we had some trouble. Um, we had some trouble breastfeeding, which was, which was a real emotional roller coaster for us and the family. Right. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of kind of like, um, questioning. I think resentment is probably no, not necessarily resentment. That's probably the wrong, the wrong word there, but, um, it just, it really affected my wife. Right. You and so you gotta
3: comfort your wife because she feels like she is not
2: doing the job that she is on this planet for. Exactly, exactly. And we had you know, we 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 had some some really, really good people, um, just some amazingly close family friends that that kind of helped us through that of like your main goal is to make sure that your child is healthy and that mm-hmm. your child is, yep. is bellies full. It doesn't matter if it comes from your wife, doesn't matter if it comes for formula, anybody. Garrett, anybody um, that tells you like you'll hear all kinds, your wife will be just bombarded, bombarded with, with <clears throat> oh well, you don't you don't breastfeed, you formula feed, and it's and it's and it's they're not directly saying you, you're you know you're not doing a very good job as a mom, yeah. but that's how she's going to take it, right? Okay. And yeah. So you have wow. to be ready for she's going to
3: feel like she's a failure,
2: exactly, it, it and it's going to be a whole new set of of emotions and that adds to the like unseen resentment that you might have if you're like this kid came into our lives and it's supposed to be like people make it out to be this <clears throat> just astonishing amazing thing and to be clear yes it is right <laughs> however yeah. there are so many new things that you're having like you're going to see a, a side of your wife that you've never seen before.
1: Hmm.
2: Right. And it's going to be l- just relearning how to connect with that side of her. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to be honest. The first one for the first few months is going to be tough. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like people who say it's all sunshine and rainbows. Sorry, but it's bullshit. Our, they're lying. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Not. Yeah. it's not, no, it's not. Yeah. how do I communicate with you? You start to like, you're not going to sleep. Not because your baby's up, but because any noise that your baby makes, you're going to sprint and make sure they're breathing. Like, that's what I I did. I mean, I still do that. My youngest is like, is three.
3: Like, I have definitely woken up in the middle of night just and done the, while I'm up, I'm going to go check on the kids, make sure they're okay. Like That doesn't go away.
4: Yeah, Finger (laughs) check.
2: Finger underneath the nose. Do I feel hot air? You're alive. Now I go back to bed.
4: Yeah, you just walk in and <laughs> or- make sure they're breathing. Like, just look at their chest and see if it's Dude, yeah, it's like, like wagon. Wagon. Just it's up. See the
3: blankets You see the favorite stuffy on They'll the ground. Really you pick it, it up. Uh huh.
2: Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, they've got a Jeez. foot out from underneath the blanket, and you're like, they're probably freezing. I need to cover them up. But then, as like, a dad, you look at it and you're like,
3: I should tickle that foot.
2: Absolutely, but no, but
3: no I don't yep. want to be awake. I <laughs> yeah. want
2: them to wake. But and then they're going to be terrified that something yeah. came out from underneath their bed and tickled their foot like <clears throat> yeah yep. but no all that to say
3: everybody in your life is going to become an expert on your kid and you can't listen to them all
2: oh yeah mm-hmm. no. oh yeah that's <laughs> God, that's so <laughs> let's say let's say that one more time because <laughs> that is such that is such an absolute fact man there's going yeah, to be so many people that bombard you with this is how you're supposed to do this. This is how you're supposed to do that. Like we just recently got affirmation on on a few things with with Roman. He discipline is doesn't there's not one thing discipline-wise where he's like, right. "Oh, please don't do that." It's it's uh-huh. just very like today it was I took his Hulk Lego away. And yep. I was the worst dad in the entire world. I can't believe he did that to me. Well, dude, you can't hold your Lego. You're not. You don't aim well enough while you're peeing. You're not going to hold your Lego and try to pee at the same time, dude.
0: You took like his Lego away for peeing with his dude. I still pee with my Legos. <laughs>
2: not when he's trying to aim <laughs> And with you two still hands and a Lego ball. and
0: there's one. No I I can, I there's
1: there's no Marissa I can, can,
0: Marissa can confirm now. that I do miss the ball. Yes, I should put my Legos down. You guys are right. <laughs> I mean, Abe's right. Abe's right.
2: But yeah, you'll <clears> you'll find things that that work and find things that work for you guys that's that's the most important part and and we're just now finding out that there's another my wife has a co-worker has a four-year-old and we're talking about how aggravating he was over the last few days of like he's just all over the place he's a ping pong ball dude just getting smacked all over the place wants to do a million things at once um and you'll feel isolated until you start to realize that, like, oh, other four year olds do the exact same thing, <laughs> okay, <laughs> so he's he's not that bad. <laughs> all right,
4: good
0: <laughs> yeah. t j and um t j and Abe, obviously, Tyler's in the hospital right now, and mm-hmm. he's having his second little girl, and t j you got four kids, Abe, you got two, what? would you tell Tyler right now with going from one kid to the two kid transition? Like what? It's a good question. I know. I definitely got, I know I definitely got thoughts on that, but what do you guys? Yeah. Spill the beans with that. What do you guys think on that? What is the best advice that you could give Tyler right now? So in three days he's prepared to take his little girl home and be a father of two? get a second Uh. car seat. <laughs> I, mean, I,
2: need to go I hope right
0: they now. already have that or I'm <laughs> calling CPS too <laughs>
2: <'Cause>,
3: um, <laughs> honestly I would say 1 to 2 was the toughest transition out of all of the like 1 to 2, 2 to 3, 3 to 4 1 to 2 was the toughest because as a dad you now have to take more ownership because a lot of the time, um, when it's just a single kid, your wife's got it handled. Like, at, like she's nurturing, she's going to take care of the kid. Now you have to watch over the oldest one so she can take care of the baby. And that was that was for me. That's what I dealt with. Yeah,
4: um, <clears throat> man. <sighs> I mean. I was I would probably say for
2: for me it was I don't necessarily remember to be fair like the transitional period um I think it was really like kind of what we talked about earlier about kind of that resentment piece I really wanted to make sure with with Cora who's who's our daughter our second one um I just really wanted to make sure that I included, even though, even though Roman was like two and a half, um, I really wanted to make sure that he was included in everything that was going on. Right. I didn't want, I didn't want him to resent his sister, even though obviously he wouldn't, you know, I didn't want him to get jealous. Right. Like, so the big thing was making sure that even though we were, you know, we, I, I, scoop the formula, put it in the bottle and let him shake it up and, and take it to the, you know, his, his sister and, and all that kind of stuff. And that was really like, I think I hyper focused on that and kind of didn't necessarily give Mel enough attention through that whole thing. Cause it was kind of like, instead of us really being a team, it was now more of like, okay, you've got her, I've got him. Or we would switch, mm-hmm. right? And I'll take care of her, you take care of him, but just making sure that, um, you know, that we were even really with our time across the board. And if we had to do something specifically for Sister, that Roman knew, hey, this is why we're doing this, right? Like you're a part of this family, yeah. you get to do these things. Um, yeah. And there was a lot of toy buying. <laughs> <laughs> as, as well uh you know we in just making sure that roman knew that hey we still love you like it nothing nothing changed she's just another part of the family and and all that kind of stuff so i wouldn't say that the transition from one to i'm never gonna unless we adopt right we'll never get to we'll never get to three so uh well i don't want to say never you know god's got his own plan and if it happens then i'm gonna have some questions but um Surgery's heal. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, we, I have we, two
3: buddies <clears throat> who have had that happen to them.
1: I don't. Do you don't, know the emotional toll again the three vasectomies has on a person? Snip, snap, snip, 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 snip. Yeah,
2: bro, we'll have to we'll have to on a on a future episode we'll have to talk about those oh, because boy. that was quite the experience. I didn't
1: have one. That is. Pro- oh, that, I did. I would say I don't want to say it's the biggest, but it's it's pretty up there on some of my biggest fears.
0: Dude, I don't think I'll do it. I had a guy that I worked with at the car dealership back when I worked for Toyota that, like he he he, he went and got it done on his lunch break.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: god.
0: Dude, and there's he... some people in the car business that are just built different, bro. <laughs>
1: That's 17 monsters more than might as well just go eat. get a vasectomy on lunch. <laughs>
0: no, he was a what? salesman, so it's much much, worse. Much much worse. <laughs> I'm gonna need I'm gonna need an hour today, boss. <laughs> dude, he comes back with like a pee bag on his, you know, peas, but he <laughs> he comes back and he's like freaked out, dude. He ended up having an allergic reaction to whatever they like gave him to numb him. He died on the like he died while getting a vasectomy, and they had to shock him back to life. And he was so scared that he came back to work and just was like running around the dealership.
1: Good. Good. We had to, like, we had to contain him and send
0: him yeah, <laughs> we had to contain him and physically send him home. Like his wife had to come pick him up and i will never get a second <clears throat> because of that guy. Like thank you Ryan See, for showing me the light because one was- of
3: my coworkers just had one and the numbing whatever didn't work on him. And they found that out after no, they cut. Thanks. So oh. So they were like uh, what do you want to do and he's like well i'm already cut open just go for it. And he no. did it. He said the pain wasn't that bad. But he could feel them rooting around. I won't go yep. into graphic detail. And he said it that's was enough.
1: Horrible. That's that's yeah. Far more than I was hoping for. They put me to sleep.
3: Amen. Amen. So yeah, maybe go
1: for a reproductive. They put me to sleep for a week.
3: A gen- yeah, literally, and he had Perfect. to take a week off work because he couldn't walk and it was oh, it was not God. pretty.
0: I I, uh, I'm one hundred percent comfortable saying that I would stay celibate for the rest of my life based <laughs> off of no those two stories. 100%. I'm totally cool with it, dude. What? Dude, but Correct. there's nothing. There's My KD nothing will be like, 1.5. I don't have to worry about it.
2: Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, they put they put me to sleep, dude. I went to the hospital. I said, they put me to sleep. Wow. I told the doctor. I like, was in a coma
0: for nine months. It's
2: weird. <laughs> I woke up and I'm on a podcast. <laughs> um, and that's was when you really, lost your hair? It's a, yes, <laughs> part of it. Part of it. Yep. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> I, dude, it was. I knew, like, going into it, it's, it's just weird. You know, like, yeah. you're standing in the doctor's office, he's like, all right, drop them. You know, and you've had like yeah. physicals and stuff before, but it's not It was as, more
3: it's, intimate. It's,
2: yes. That I got a freaked me out, dude.
3: Right before COVID. And then they canceled it because all elective procedures were canceled because of COVID and all that stuff. So thank mm-hmm. God for COVID. COVID happened because God didn't want me to get a vasectomy. That's what I I appreciate saw. that. I Thanks agree.
0: That. <laughs> I honestly agree.
3: I got but yeah,
0: was, Tingles that, all over that, from that, that, honestly. Tyler, <laughs> that I have a question. To draw back in. Draw back in. So, to give you some backstory, uh, maybe I'm softer than your average average man, but I was holding Dominic. We had, I don't know, wrist was pretty pregnant with Mason, and I had my first panic attack because I was honestly, like, I pinpointed it to not... Not understanding how I could love two kids like equally but in different ways. Like I was like, how do I pick like I have to pick a favorite? How do I pick a favorite? <laughs> so my question to you, Tyler, is like, how have you felt going into this? Like, have you felt any nervousness? Have you are you feeling at peace? Like what what kind of thoughts do you have here from the hospital room, bro?
4: So even with my first one, Aspen, um, absolutely no nervousness no nerves, no anxiety over anything like, uh, and even with Oakley, it's the same way. Just, uh, with Aspen, it kind of didn't feel real until you held her in your arms. Like Mm -hmm. the minute that I got to hold her, it was like completely changed. Like, uh, it's like my world was flipped upside down and I've never felt a love of that type. I wouldn't say to that level because I love my wife, but, this of, is different. of that kind of love, it's it's a different yep. kind of love,
2: and it as an IV bag comes flying across the across the road.
4: <laughs> 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 Yeah, I love uh, my <clears throat> um But yeah, uh, no nerves. I don't I don't know why, but it's like until the baby's born, I don't have any nerves. Any, it's like my emotions are lowered until it happens. But the moment it happens, it's like your whole world changes. Yep. So, like I'm I'm excited in a way. Um, but I'm sure like it's every hour we get closer and closer and closer. I'll, I'll get more excited. So once they come in and say, Oh, she's four centimeters or whatever, uh, I'll get way, way, way more excited up, yeah. up until she's born. And when she's born, I'll be like, Oh my God. And, uh, that's, that's the kind of way that way it is for me. Some people are like anxious the whole time. They can't wait. Like they're just, yeah. Oh my God, is everything okay? The but your blood pressure is one, one beat above where it should be. Like, uh, and then some people like I'm just I'm just chill with it until something happens. Yeah. Cuz I don't know what's going to happen and I can't change it and it's almost mm-hmm. as if it's not real until something happens. Yeah. It's is it for weird
3: a, a weird thing that happened to me when pretty much on each kid is each time there was a new kid I felt like I loved my wife even more. Like as the kids increased my like it, seeing your wife as a mother is so insanely special. Like, you see it, like, I've been, like, just sitting in the living room watching M do, like, art projects with the kids or something like that, or cooking with the kids in the kitchen. And those are those moments that, like, I treasure a lot. Oh, yeah, dude. So even more, like, I never... Felt like I was going to not be able to love my kids equally, um, but I will say I definitely loved my wife more each like with the kids. Like seeing her as a mom was <laughs> huge.
0: Oh, yeah! I guess no I wouldn't say. Oh, sorry, Abe. I was just gonna say it. It's like
2: I, I would say there's no bigger attraction. Yeah. That like when she's mom and good. Watch out now, Like <laughs> yeah. Kids, you're going to bed early. Heyo, <laughs> yeah, you know I- a vasectomy.
1: I- yes, <laughs> sir.
2: yep. <laughs> I'm going to turn all the group chats off.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, dude. You got hammy buzzing your nightstand.
4: Yeah, babe, get up. <laughs> I wouldn't well,
2: say
3: that had... you're not nervous or anything because it can be daunting, but that's awesome.
4: Yeah, no, that's I good, would, man. Yeah. I wouldn't say necessarily that it's a bigger love. I would say that we love differently as we grow. So like we got married super young. Um, She was 19, 20, 19, 19 and 21. So like we were really young when we got married. So it's like every little thing that happens in your life, you're growing together, you're growing up together. So uh, I think it's just maturing and different things cause you to love your wife differently. Like the things that made you love her at nineteen aren't the same that's gonna make you love her at twenty nine, you know.
3: That that actually that conversation came up at church because my wife did a catering event uh for like some small group kind of thing. They hired her to make lasagna for the group. And uh so I my wife, I had just come off stage, we had like a a fifty minute worship set on Sunday, second service, which was gnarly. Um and So I get a text from her, and she's like, hey, are you available to help me? I'm about to be at the church. Can you help me get the lasagna upstairs to the loft? And I was like, absolutely. So I help her get it up. I help her get back in her car. And one of the newer married uh, wives at the church, she was like, I just love that you and your wife look like best friends. I'm like, well, I mean, she is my best (laughs) friend. And she goes, I know, but not all couples see it or act like that i was like well that's true because there's a stage from like i i got married i was 21 she was 19 too and um there was your like best friends then and then you get married and now you your husband and wife and then you have to for me at least i had to we had to learn how to be best friends again yeah through being parents, because that changes things. And, um, like that transition, as you get, you love somebody more over time, as you're going through new things, you find new things about your person that you love and stuff like that. But, um, that, that learning period of like, now we're parents, now we're parents of a toddler. Now we're parents of kids now. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's crazy. It's never ending and in, in the best way possible.
1: This week's episode is brought to you in part by Baby's First Diaper Keepsake Frame. Introducing the Baby's First Diaper Keepsake Frame, the perfect way to cherish and preserve those special first moments with your little one. This beautiful frame not only showcases your baby's very first diaper, but also includes a space to add a picture, making it a truly unique and sentimental keepsake. This hermetically sealed frame keeps it moist for years to come. The baby's first diaper keepsake frame is easy to use. Simply insert the first diaper and display it proudly on your baby's changing table or wall. You can even personalize the frame with your baby's name, date of birth, or other special details to make it extra special. Made with high-quality materials, this frame is built to last, ensuring that you can treasure these memories for years to come. This elegant design will complement any nursery or family room, and the frame is easy to hang or display on a tabletop. Revisit that first diaper change at the touch of a button, some of our most powerful memories are associated with scents. This keepsake diaper frame lets you relive those precious moments of baby's first bowel movements in vivid detail by releasing a cloud of perfectly preserved scent. Don't let those special first moments slip away. Capture and preserve them with Baby First Diaper Keepsake Frame, a must-have for new parents and a wonderful gift for baby showers, christenings, and more. Order now and start creating memories that will last a lifetime. To uh, shift gears here a little bit, Uh, what's uh, what's, what's happened since our last dad cast? What's been going on in your guys' lives?
4: So I want I want to go first because it's just really gonna piss Abe off. Um.
2: <laughs> what, dude? If you bring up Goatman, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose it. Okay. <laughs> no, he wrote no, a book. Of a cop hit him, dude.
4: <laughs> and you don't even hear about it on the
2: news. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> dude.
4: No. So so what happened is uh mainstream media. My wife like just sent me a picture. Mainstream I'll share it in the group chat later. Um, Goat Yeah, of Goatman. <laughs> knew it. God, She's it. seen him. So, C T in a sweater. Yes, yes. Yesterday, we had, we did a little project with Aspen where we made uh, like pink chocolate covered strawberries for uh, yeah, dude for Valentine's Day. Dr. So, we, so we made those, and this was at like six thirty. So oh, no. she had four. She had four, oh, and then God. she had a Dr. Pepper, and she had some nerds, of course. And then she went to sleep. She went to sleep thirty minutes later. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. How does she do that? I don't know. How does she do that? I told Ashley, I was like, you might want to comb it down just a little bit. She's like, no, nah, she's fine. She's going go to bed.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> the thing that man. scares me most about this story is, like, this sounds like my childhood, like, in a nutshell. So, by 30, she's going to be full-blown into Goatman stories. <laughs> Honestly. Like, that's uh, where we're uh. headed. Like, I was, on, I was hooked on Dr. Pepper by the time I was, like, four or five. It's, like, all I drank. <laughs> Mm-mm. I went to the hospital. It was like a Dr. Pepper Mm. IV. It was every everything. Mm. Dr. Pepper was
3: Dr. Pepper your physician?
0: He was, dude.
1: Oh my God, we had Mr. (laughs) Pibb.
0: We had Mr. Pibb. Who didn't even do? Dude, Dude, Mr. Pibb, though, honestly, he was a good substitute. Like going to the movie theater and getting a large Mr. Pibb and having your mom pay ten ninety nine to get refill on it. (laughs) Like, there's nothing better. It was Honestly.
3: always the biggest cup you ever got all year long. Oh yeah, like I that think movie the theater drink. Order. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. you're just
3: getting condensation
0: and cold legs. Two, the Entire your, movie. Your kid, two hands,
4: <laughs> two hands. Yeah.
0: Your fingers can't even touch around it. It's like you know, our <laughs> yeah, kids are so, so our kids are so spoiled with recliners in the movie theater. Like they have Bro, no right? idea. We used to sit on like those metal chairs from, from lawn future. chairs. Yeah, literally mm-hmm. lawn chairs, like screwed together with drywall screws.
3: <laughs> and no padding yeah absolutely so no padding
0: paying. the screen was upside down <laughs> both ways well uh,
4: also in addition to that we uh, we signed her up for gymnastics which she's been begging for for like a year since yes. she found out what it was she loves flipping and turning and she's like turn me upside yeah, down daddy cuz give her cause nerds at 6:30 at night of course does. <laughs> <laughs> she's got to get that energy out somehow so <laughs> she loves that so we called and got her signed up we bought her a little gymnastics leotard and she's been doing front flips. She is super, super excited about it. So that's going to be super fun. She starts in two weeks. Nice. So she's going to love that. And um, she finally called me old. <laughs> <laughs> I went, so I t- told some of you guys, I went and played basketball yesterday. So like my back's hurting, like I'm <laughs> sore. And uh, I've been down to pick something up. I was like, oh, my back hurts. And she's like, that's because you're old, daddy. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> She knows. I was hurt. She knows. I was hurt.
1: Man, so uh he gets it. <clears throat> I think so I was gonna talk about this, and I think this kind of transitions into kind of what you were saying about gymnastics. So um, so last last time we recorded, um I was babysitting my wife's little sisters while her parents were in Hawaii. Um so there was beautiful pictures of Hawaii. Um, but so we're babysitting them, and one of the nights we took uh, her oldest sister who's in fifth grade. Um, she has swimming lessons. So we, t- we drop her off at swimming lessons and we go to sit like in like the balcony section of where, you know, where the parents sit to watch their kids swim. And there was probably 16 to 20 kids in the pool of the 60 of those, like, we'll say 20 kids that were in the pool. There were, what was there? Six parents besides us that were watching their kids. And of those six parents, all six of them were on their phones or one lady brought a laptop um, and another one was reading a book. And I was like, what's going on? like, literally nobody, none of the parents that even came, I mean, I guess they got something, some kind of, you know, brownie points for at least going to the practice, but Of the ones that were there, none of them were watching their kid. Like the majority of the time were on their phones or doing something else. Um, And it blew my mind. I was like, what? Like I was engaged in their, their practice as watching my, my little sister do it, but get alone, like my kid doing something like that. Like, I feel like I'd be like, you know, really engaged and I don't, maybe I'm just different. I don't know, but I don't know. I say I say all that to say, Tyler. When you're when you're watching your kid, when you're watching Aspen in gymnastics, don't actually watch her, and don't just sit on your phone the whole time. It made it made me mad. I don't know.
4: Right. I don't know that I could sit there on my phone the whole time while she's doing something that she absolutely loves. Yeah. I would. I would have to watch.
1: Hey, what are you gonna say?
2: I. I'm gonna say that after you so Roman did karate for Yeah. He just it was kind of the same thing with Aspen, right? Like he was like, oh he watched three ninjas. Like I make sure (laughs) that he watches movies that I loved when I was when I was his age, like three ninjas, the real teenage mutant ninja turtles. Uh Tremors. Tremors. No, not Tremors. No. Oh come on, dude. Get him on Tremors. Mason was on Tremors by four by no, and or or let five. me okay let me tell you why my we go out to my mom's house uh, <sighs> and I'll get back to what I was talking about a second to, to your point Garrett <laughs> okay. did he watch Coneheads? he's no he was at school bro he was at school um cool dads will.
3: pull their kids out of school to go to arcades first and stuff. to watch cone heads right. oh we we've, so
2: we've cool. already done that and and I <laughs> oh, yeah <shit>. um <laughs> but <laughs> we um god now i lost my i lost my train of thought um but i will say that after comes. like after back to garrett's back to garrett's point after um the 900th time you go and it's literally <laughs> the same thing yeah you're only you can like you can only be so interested. <laughs> it's not that you're not interested. That makes sense. Right? But like, I go to karate and they're doing very entry-level things, yeah. right? And so once, like, you know when the big things are going to happen. in so like swimming, you're going to try to swim by yourself. Oh, I'm locked in, right? Like, yeah. I want to see him do it. But like, here, okay get on this paddleboard and kick your legs to me and then turn around. I'm going to set you on the side. Then they don't do anything until they're interacted with again. You're like, (sighs) it
3: does lose some of its magic. The more times you've seen it and you, you kind of balance it out on like what is going on? Like when AJ was doing ballet before COVID and all that jazz, The practices were adorable, but I was definitely on my phone. But when she did her little recital thing, I was in. I was still on my phone, but it was because I was (laughs) recording it and crying
2: like an old man.
1: Yeah, Because you're not going to miss anything.
2: Because the second they get home, they want to do it over and over and over and over. I've seen that rehearsal (laughs) routine in my
3: office, and she's jumped on my foot four times.
0: Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. We'll revisit this when he hits when uh, your little guy hits third grade and he does his. He brings his recorder home for the first time. We'll just like oh, we'll just calculate.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I, dude!
0: I, I have that thing hidden still yep. to this day. I have a
3: tambourine. When was yeah, when I was, oh, yeah. when Mother, I was in uh, my mother-in-law bought my kids a junior worship set. How dare was, she? Mer- maracas tambourine nope. uh, oh, no monica and tambourine yep. <laughs> and little no, t- <laughs> no. but i no. saw it and i was like one what church do you
2: worship at <laughs> and two yeah. no and did it come with written, ripped, ripped jeans and a, and a long scallop tee with a deep uh, knee <laughs> It did have a very nice denim
1: jacket, dude. When I was <laughs> when I was a freshman in college, we our college was attached to an elementary school, and we'd walk by this hall this hallway that we had to walk through to get to like our main auditorium um, at our church. We had to pass by like I think it was like fourth or fifth grade hallway, and we'd walk by, and <laughs> dude, there was this one time of the year where they like all the kids had just gotten their recorders from music class, <laughs> and you could hear there was a door in between us that was closed. You couldn't see through, but you could definitely hear. And these kids are practicing their recorders and they're trying to play the Star Wars theme song, but it's just so bad. They'll get like two notes and the third note's just like way out in left field. And it was the funniest thing to me.
3: Yeah. Yeah, because they weren't your kids and it wasn't in your house.
1: <laughs> that's true.
2: <laughs> I was going to sell my boat. you went out boat? to my mom's house. Uh of course I went out boat. to my mom's house to take new pictures of it and stuff because fishing it, I, like from the first podcast you know fishing yeah. has just always kind of been in my life and that's a, how how I've always stayed um you know kind of spiritually close and and thought wise close to my dad since yeah. he passed and because I wanted a different toy right like my wife's like you've got a boat you can't buy another toy you have to sell the boat if you sell the boat you can go buy you know, within reason, you can go buy whatever toy you want. I don't really care. Um, and so I was going to go get me and Roman, like some four wheelers, right? Yeah. Um, get him like a little, you know, like a little 80 with a throttle control and all that kind of stuff where he can go like five miles an hour, you know, something like that and get me probably, you know, I don't think he's quite ready for a dirt bike yet. Um, but on the way, he was like, Dad, are we going to Gigi's? Uh, which is what we call my, my mom. Yeah. And I was like, yep. He goes, why are we going? <laughs> I said, dude, we just talked about all this. I have to go help a friend move, um, and we're going to take pictures of the boat. Daddy's going to try to sell the boat. And he was like, but we haven't gone fishing yet. <laughs> and I was like, but we've been fishing a few times, just not on the boat. Like, we've we've gone bank fishing and, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. And And he was like, yeah, but Pops used to, we, you, we called my dad Pops. Yeah. He goes, but Pops taught you how to fish on a boat. And I was like, oh, <sighs> my heart. i hit you right Dude,
1: in the field. Dude, that and hurts told, me. And I, I'm not even involved.
2: I texted, I texted Mel and I was like, I'm not selling the boat. And she was like, what'd Roman say? <laughs> <And> I just <laughs> said, he just, he, it was just like in his mind, it's like, you can't sell it. It's, it, I can't comprehend you selling it. Because you haven't taught me what your dad taught you yet, and that that has rocked me mm. since he said that. Dang, like, that's so good. I look at like even the, the he. So last last week in Arkansas we had four inches of ice. Like we had it wasn't snow. We basically had like ice pellets. Yeah, and we got four inches of it, so we were locked in for like five days, um, and. He, him and his sister staying home from daycare is terrifying because <laughs> you're not getting anything done. Like they just want attention. They want attention. Yeah. But like, and I don't know if it's kind of like there's, because what you'll notice as they grow older, Garrett, is mm-hmm. their um, their body will want to do things that their mind just can't do yet. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they'll catch up and it's like, they've learned all this other crazy stuff so quick. And you're like, how did you know how to do this? It like just snaps. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess that, that happened because he has been playing with his, um, he's been playing with like his imagination has just exploded.
1: Yeah.
2: Lately. Like, and he wants to play, you know, with his Black Panther and his Thor and his Captain America and his yeah, dinosaurs. Like, yeah, he's just making up all of these things and he's got toys strategically placed and um, he's got magnetiles and he's been building like extremely symmetrical, like mirror images wow. of with these. And it's just astonishing. Yeah. So, this whole week, he has been the best he's ever been.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Uh, very respectful, listening well. Like, sister will spill something, and he's like, Okay, sis, we got to go get a towel. Here are the towels, like cleaning it up and and everything. So much so that, um, he got a this like stuffed froggy from daycare. And it's like, you get froggy if you are the best listening kid. Uh, you're the most respectful. There's like a lot of things you got to do. It's like a prize, like, you don't not everybody gets it and so he got froggy on friday and he got to keep him all weekend and so we got to go like to chuck e cheese and take pictures with froggy at chuck e cheese you know all this kind of other stuff um and then he comes home today (laughs) and he walked through the door and he was just bawling so i'm thinking he got (laughs) in trouble on the way home mom jumped on him if dad jumps on him he just is kind of like Oh, okay sorry dad if mom jumps on him it's like just crushed uh and some kid um his best friend who he calls him uh said that he had dumb shoes he had dumb socks at home he had dumb pants he had a dumb shirt Dude where does this sweatshirt. kid live
0: where does
1: this kid live
0: I swear
2: to God this 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 kid doesn't understand he's a little bit younger than Roman and so he doesn't understand like what he's saying, but Roman about to. Roman knows. <laughs> so I'm gonna take him to school tomorrow and we're gonna have a conversation. And because his mom With works the there, oh yeah, I'm gonna elbow the kid oh. in the forehead without questioning. <laughs> At the same height, it's game over for him.
0: It's game over for him. Um, hey, it's a fair game, age doesn't even matter if heights in play.
1: <laughs> and so
2: it was just like it was so gut-wrenching, dude. Yeah. And so we had to have a conversation of like, dude people sometimes just do mean things, right? There's, you may not have done anything to deserve it. Yeah. And people like people just do mean things. So it was like, so it was such a flip.
1: How did he take the last
2: week where he was on, you know, cloud nine and he was great and all this kind of stuff. And then he just like, it really hurt him. He like lounged around. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I'm not prepared to, I'm not prepared to kill a kid, but I I mean, I might need to mentally get there. (laughs)
3: dude it hurts it hurts we had a, a worship team event yesterday um or not really we just kind of hosted just a game night kind of thing yeah and uh one of the other the girl she's a single mom she has an only child and he my youngest levi who's only three um he wanted to grab a toy that was his that was being played with by the older kids and this other kid is probably like nine Uh and uh, so Levi being Levi the youngest not that we're like encouraging the baby of the family kind of thing but he grabbed his toy and took it back it's his toy it's kind of the rule that we have in the home you should share, but at the end of the day, if it's one of your toys from like your birthday, it's your toy. You can offer a trade for that toy or you. Yeah, can, yeah, that's if good. You were, if you were playing with it, you know, it's your toy at the end of the day, um, which you've got to have those ground rules when you have four kids. Um, but the, this only kid, this only child, like yelled, like true yell at my youngest Jeez. and did the. I was playing with it and I hear it downstairs and <laughs> the dad fuse kicks in
1: mm-hmm. and I
3: go upstairs and <clears throat> do the hey it's his toy. Um he can play with it and it's uh, well he wasn't playing with it anymore. Did he bring it into the room and then walk away to get another toy and then come back? Because it was like a, a G.I. Joe Jeep. So he brought the Jeep in, then went to grab the G.I. Joe and the guns that are associated with it. Like I understand it as the dad I've seen this fight before. <laughs> uh, but this dude my son came downstairs like he did the full on like the silent cry. I I <laughs> I am assuming you guys have all seen that where the mouth is open but no noise is coming out.
2: Oh my gosh, those are terrifying.
3: And I hate them so very much. But uh it was in that realm of the my ch- child who shouldn't feel this devastated is devastated right now. Like for a solid few hours was just not inconsolable, but he was just like you could tell that it was sitting in the back of his head, he got yelled at for wanting to play with his toy.
2: And and by somebody like, that he probably doesn't know super well either.
3: Nope. No, <laughs> yeah. it was it, it it hurt me as a dad. I was oh. just like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm angry had a 9-year-old like angry like <laughs> almost like get out of my house angry.
1: Yeah.
3: And I'm like, yeah. dude, I got to I got to get it under control. And then we had to have a talk with it. I talked to the mom of the kid and she was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to talk to him." And she did. But it was that devastation in on your child's face hurts so much when they can't understand exactly what they did wrong or that they didn't because they must have done something wrong in their minds because they got yelled at, Yeah, but they didn't. And you're like trying to balance that out and be like, you're good, little buddy. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry this happened to you.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a super good segue into like the whole discipline aspect of, you know, like the question of, you know, how do you, how do you distinguish between like, Teaching, right? Your kids certain things, and then like you've got four. I've got two, right? Um, You know, Nick, you've got you've got three. Um, At what point do you say, "I'm"? When does teaching become really like I'm being a little bit too tough? I'm calling too many things out, like letting them kind of live life a little bit. What does that look like in your house because I've got a uh, i have got I feel like we struggle with that a little bit in my house
3: I actually read that question and wrote a note down because I thought about it. It was like the hardest question on that list, and i said uh, i wrote down it's it's really taking a second to balance the severity of the thing to the severity of your reaction
2: um yeah that's good because, that's good
3: because there are things like if my kid is gonna try and run out into the street without looking both ways, I'm that goes up to eleven because I want that to get imprinted. Yeah. I want them to know because that is a true threat to their well being. But if it's I'm gonna sound like a broken record, if it's they haven't cleaned their room and I've told them for three days, it is not worth like truly like you gotta if, if If The only thing they're doing wrong is not, is being kids, like getting distracted, wanting to play with their toys instead of picking them up. My reaction should not be in excess of the
2: crime quote unquote committed, you know, that that's, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. That's a great way to look at it. My dad was military. Um, was mine, so I'm my pretty sure I know where was, this is going. My older brother was military, so my dad lived by rule of three like, I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna tell you, and then I'm gonna make you. Um,
3: <laughs> sounds and so I,
2: familiar. I only got to level three a couple times. Uh, it was, <laughs> I equated it. What did I said this to somebody the other day? Like, Jurassic Park, when he talks about the raptors testing different parts of the fence, <laughs> like that was that was me, that was me growing up. And so that's been probably to, to be fair, that's been like the hardest part for me is like, I, I just, I, it's my job and I'm learning that I'm learning how, like how far off I feel like I am from, from raising a, a little girl to raising Roman, right? Because I've got a little man, Right yep. and yeah. only I I am the only person equipped in my house to raise him and teach him manly things. Yeah, yeah. Right, and so one of the things that like I I've tried to be an pretty even across the board of in like as I think you said it well as like severity of reaction towards certain things. Um, I did, I did lose it a couple weeks ago and I, you know, we could, I could tell that story a little bit later, but, um, but I've realized how soft I am with Cora um, and me and my wife had a conversation, you know, a little while back of like, Hey, there's, there's things that I can never teach Cora ever because I'm not a woman. I don't understand emotionally sometimes how to connect with things like i um i swatted cora the other day um because she's and i say swat for everybody listening it was like hitting her with a feather on her <laughs> on her diapered butt okay um and i'll we'll put cps phone number in the chat for y'all if y'all want to call um but she yeah. thinks it's funny when she has a, her her cup she's she's doing really well drinking from a regular cup mm-hmm. and not like a, not a sippy cup, but like one with, you know, that's got kind of a lid and a straw type of thing. Yeah. Um, but she's like open regular little cup and she thinks it's hilarious to take a sip and then spit it out and dump it. <laughs> and I was like, that's pretty funny girl. Like, I know if Roman did that, I'd be all over him. Yeah. Like you don't do that. That's disrespectful. You're, this is how you're going to clean it up and you're not going to get anything to drink until you realize that we don't do that right um well Cora did I let Cora do it three times before I was before I got to that point and I've realized now that she's starting she's getting old enough she's going to be two next month she's getting old enough to understand when she's not supposed to do things right like because she'll just kind of give you that side eye and do it anyway <laughs> you know um yeah and so I like um you know, I gave her a little a little swat on the butt and like she just looked at me with pure devastation and just lost it, right? Mommy hold you, mommy hold you, you know, yeah. and Mel was like, What happened? I said, She's dumped her milk out three times, and she goes, You let her get to the third time. <laughs> Like you would have done that with a Roman. And that's where I was like, oh no, like I'm treating them different, you know? And so yeah. that's, that's the hard part for discipline for me.
3: It is super tough because it's your little girl. Yeah. But there's well, also so- something to be said for learning what type of discipline each child responds to.
4: Yeah, because you point. can't
3: discipline them all the same. Like my oldest son, is a stern word is enough to set him straight. Like the tears come in, everything happens. Um, my oldest daughter is a brick wall. She cannot be reached once she set her mind to something. And she's the swat on the butt to snap her back to reality. Yeah. Uh, my youngest daughter and my youngest son i mean there's not they're too young to really know so they don't really get in trouble they get like the the sit in the corner kind of thing mm-hmm. calm go stand in the corner calm down then we can talk
2: but that's it i think yeah that's a that's a oh go ahead garrett i was just going to say i was say, just going to say that's a good perspective tj
1: no yeah i think that's great i think as someone who doesn't have kids you know kate and i were talking about this when i was telling her a little bit about like what tonight's episode is going to be about um she's like what do you like what do you think like obviously like we don't have our our baby here yet like what is it what is your perspective on it and I thought you know I think um I think it's all about your your intentions behind what you're saying or what you're doing like if you have the intention and you're kind of trying to discipline out of anger and you have that intention of like I don't know just if it's I guess it just depends where you're coming from like if you're trying to discipline out of anger or you're trying to discipline out of frustration, then you're being too, you're probably being too tough on your kid. Um, but if you're, you know, you have that attention of like, Hey, we're going to use this as a learning moment. And there's a difference between being angry or frustrated and being stern. Like TJ, like TJ, I kind of said about that, like some, like you, sometimes you just need a stern word. Um, and I think there's a difference between being stern and being you know, frustrated or being angry. And I think it's, about just your intentions behind what you're doing and making sure that you're not acting out of anger or frustration and you're trying to use every moment that you can as a teachable moment um and not something Absolutely. that you can use as like a i'm going to take my frustration out on you because of this.
0: You got to be well aware too I think of like how long it takes you to like process information I think is something that like you have to really kind of be aware of like for me I think when I'm angry I The way that I process information is like I have to at least give myself 25 minutes to really fully comprehend like what is going on in this situation because I'm not seeing it clearly. Like the saying seeing red, like that's how I am for 25 minutes on any situation that frustrates me. Like I know I just have to give myself a little time to think it through. And so I, I guess for me. You know, some I've realized a lot, especially getting into, like the teenage years with with Dominic and Mason, and, and they're they're like twelve and ten. So it just seems like the teenage years are coming a lot quicker than they were when we were younger. And so I, I've come to realize, like I had a situation a couple days ago where initially, like, when it was brought to my attention. I was upset about it. You know, I looked at it and I was like, okay, this situation like warrants me to be pissed off. So I got to be pissed off. Well, I took probably like 25 minutes to assess the situation. Think about when I was 12 years old, my conversations with my buddies, different things like that, just kind of going through, like analyzing the situation. And I realized I was like, okay, I know exactly what I'm going to do. Like, I'm just going to let him know. And I remember back to a conversation I had with my dad when I was 12. And <laughs> I'll <laughs> I'll spare the details on the podcast, but like I clearly remember the conversation, and I clearly remember the embarrassment that I have. Mm-hmm. And I so I thought to myself, okay, this I think that's going to be enough to fix this situation. So, you know, I shared my findings of the situation with with um, one of my sons, and I was like, hey, here's what I here's what I came across. You know, here's what I found. Here's what I think about it. What do you think? And just the pure, like, terror (laughs) on his face that I knew about the situation was enough. That was it. That was enough for him to correct his behavior and go, Oh my God, I never want to have to look at my dad again that way. And him know that I was talking like this through text message and it could be something that could suspend me from a christian school that i go to so i think it was enough for him to realize like holy crap you know and and so it's it's that was it that was the end of the conversation and and i was like thinking i'm like okay what do i do like i want to take his xbox away i want to whoop him i want to like get the belt like i am so mad right now and i think that was enough to clear it up in you know just driving home this morning during our devotions just like the need for repentance so kind of following up the discipline with like some sound advice on like hey buddy here's here's what we do moving forward like we don't beat ourselves up we don't feel guilty like yes there's punishment yes you're grounded from such and such for this long but you know really trying to just give yourself time to assess the situation like i one of my biggest advice to any dad that's like me is just give yourself time to process the information because mm-hmm. 99% of the time you're going to be too overwhelmed to process it right then and there go find like just go find that quiet spot and think about it yep. for a few minutes and proceed from that point so that's all yeah that. I uh <clears throat>
1: that's funny I saw this this ad for this new show on hulu literally 10 minutes before um we started recording and i I was about to just look it up but i can't remember the name of it but it's some it's some tv show that they take like these different kinds of parenting styles and they like ask these parents questions about how their kids handle this or how they handle that and then they'll like show like live footage of like um, you know, like a natural kind of parents that doesn't want to push too hard on their kids. Like they'll take them and put them at like a fine, a fine dining restaurant. And like their kids are just like kind of throwing fits because they don't have food that they like. And it's just showing like how these parents respond. Um
2: That sounds like a horror show. <laughs> <But it's, laughs> I'm really
1: interested to watch it now. I think it's going to be super interesting. I just but, got
2: anxiety
1: even thinking. About exactly. that. <laughs> but all that to say all that to say the guy, Pepper. the host, the host of the show is like, he says something along the lines of like, at one point is like, you know, my, my best advice to parents when it comes to discipline is, you know, first put them in a timeout. And I, and I guess this is kind of a younger kids. You can't really put middle schoolers in timeout. I, I don't know, but like put them in a timeout f- like first, because they needed to like have some time to cool off. I need some time to think about what they just did. But second, you need time to think about like what just happened. You need to process uh, what's going on and how you're going to respond. And I think like Gordo, even saying that, like you have to take, like he takes some time. Like, I think that's like, I, that's key in like, I think anything with discipline is taking some time to assess, okay, what the heck just happened? What the heck am I going to do? And how do we move forward?
3: In all of that, listening to it, I was like, sometimes teaching moments for your kids are just as much of a teaching moment for you, too. Oh, without question.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%, dude. We are learning how to be dad while they are learning how to do life at the exact same time.
2: Yeah. I can't can't remember who said it, but somebody was talking about how, um, I think it was maybe TJ or Nick, but, not or I think it was actually Garrett talking about disciplining out of anger and, and frustration yeah. and and a big thing in which I think we've probably like gone ditch to ditch in this <laughs> um because growing up my dad um my dad was in Vietnam, severe PTSD. So any talking about emotion was never never happened. Like it was not a thing. Um, and so when I say ditch to ditch, like we've, I've definitely disciplined out of, out of anger and frustration, um, uh, because typically it's like the 12th time that I've asked you not to do that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm fed up, but you know, something that we, we do that is very important to us as, as a family unit is, um, even if we get to that point, it's, even if the discipline has already happened, it's, it's circling back around and making sure that um, that they understand the emotion that was coming out um, and helping, like, telling them, like, hey, we're learning the same way that you are. So yeah. dad was very mad, but I'm not mad at you. I was, I was mad at what was happening. So it's mm-hmm. not you that I'm specifically mad at. I'm just mad at what we call a situation, you know, trying yep. to explain, you know, you're trying to explain to a four and a half year old, what a situation <laughs> is, is that you're not going to get anywhere. Right. But I thought it's, he, isn't
3: he a person?
2: The. Yeah. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> the situation? Like, Oh person? God bless. No. Um, <laughs> but it's like, to me, it's like, I want those words and that type of vocabulary to be said around him. So as he gets older, we can start talking through like, because he's starting to, he's starting to learn like um, just this morning, actually, um, we didn't have, (laughs) we didn't have any donuts for breakfast. Not like we eat donuts for breakfast all the time, but he woke up and said, dad, I want a donut for breakfast. I'm like, sorry, bud. We don't have, you know, we don't have any donuts. You know, you can have, I can make you like a, Egg sandwich, or which is like we just fry an egg, put it on cheese on a piece of bread, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I'm so mad at you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. well, hey, I'm, I appreciate you telling me how you feel, but why can you tell me why you're mad? Cause you never get me donuts. Dude, shut up. You had donuts <laughs> yes. Friday morning and Saturday morning. Okay. Get out of here. <laughs> You've had enough for the month. All right. Like, um, Cause I give him a donut at like, noon and he's up until midnight so it's just we got to be we got to be it's it's not aspen who can eat we're um, not all aspen of out here. And, and a gallon to <laughs> dr pepper and fall asleep as that's happening um so but yeah i mean that's you know that's 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 definitely super good advice that i want us to that you know i want us to start applying of like is i always looked at a timeout as like time for them to chill the f out and like Hey, you're in trouble. So you go sit and time out, but that's a really good, that's a really good kind of mentality adjustment of like, Hey, the timeout is, is more for me, right. For, for me to have, you know, five or so minutes to process, like, why am I so frustrated at this? Or why is this making me feel like yeah. this? So then we can, you know, we can come back and I always like to get on like, you know, my knees and just look them in the eye and be like, Hey, this is, this is what men do. Men yeah. talk to each other and we, we respect each other and we look each other in the eye when we're having a conversation. No fidgeting, playing with your ear, looking around, dancing. Like I make him yep. stand. I'm like, you're going to stand like a man and I'm going to do the same. So we put our arms down to our side or we, you know, <clears throat> do our hands like over this and you can put your hands on your, on your belly, but you look me in the eye. Yeah. And yep. if he looks away, I stop until he looks back and we'll tell him like, we're not going to, we're not moving until we talk like men. And so I, he's starting good. to, he, he's kind of getting to the point now to where like, after he gets out of timeout, he'll come over and, and stand. He's like "Dad, man to man. So and it's yeah. kind of like, he's kind of that's like, awesome. I love that so he's much. like, he's like, dad, hurry up. Kind of like, let me just go play. Right. But it's still yeah. like, it's, it's imprinting in him. Like, Hey, this is what, this is how you handle things when you're, you know, when you get older and you're a man, you look them in the eye, whether it's easier, whether it's hard, you show respect. And then, yeah. you know, The hard part is kind of getting my, my wife on that same kind of discipline page of like, Hey, when you're disciplining him, this is what, this is how a man is supposed to be to whoever, right? Like, this is how you show respect. And, and that's one of the things that frustrates me sometimes because she doesn't, she doesn't demand that respect from him just yet. And so he kind of like walks all over her sometimes. And that drives me up the wall.
1: And but, I think it's hard know. too because I think, like you said earlier, um, there's things that you can't teach Cora because yeah. you're a man, and there's also things that she can't teach Roman because she's cause she's not a, she's not a man. I
4: didn't really get to share a piece, but I feel like I'm a uh, I'm kind of the tougher parent out of the two. Um, not that Ashley doesn't discipline Aspen, but I'm just. I think I struggle with that sometimes too, is being too tough on her because I'm the most impatient person on the face of the earth. So, like one mistake, and I'm like, oh my god, why'd you do this? Like I'm just <laughs> at a ten automatically, and I have to I have to keep that under control sometimes. But uh, yeah, I think everything that she said was pretty pretty spot on, and things I have to apply to myself. Um, yeah, it's it's very difficult for me. I think I'm the disciplinary, where she kind of she's more gentle and easy and gives your chances. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like what TJ said, the one, two, three, one, two, three right. rule where it's, uh, I ask you, tell you, and it's still not done. then I'm just pissed. Like I've told you three times already.
1: <laughs> no Dr. Pepper for you.
2: Do, do you yeah, feel no Dr. like Pepper. here's, here's her interesting question with that. I don't know where we're at on time, but, um, do you feel like <clears throat> your wife is that way because you are so, I almost said overbearing, but I didn't. I don't mean it in like a negative. Uh, so uh, that's not the right verbiage. But do you feel like your no, wife no. has to be on the other side?
3: Because she has are... to balance out you being yes. a disciplinarian?
2: Yeah, I absolutely. Don't... But do you th- think, do it... you also, a follow-up to that, sorry. Do you also think yeah. that, do you know how she feels about having to be that way because you're this more strict parent? Is he not talking or is he frozen? Yeah. No, I do. <laughs> He hasn't blinked. So You froze. Like, you, froze. you just froze oh, with a smile on your face. And I was like, did we break him?
4: <laughs> no, it's it's bad connection. Can you this hear me? Joker man. Yeah, we yeah, got you. Dude. We got you now. Okay. So I don't feel like that she has to be that way. I do feel like it does balance. Um, but I don't feel like she has to be that way because even before we asked, and she's like, This is how I want the parent. I want to I want a gentle parent. I want to be very easy about it. And she asked her to do stuff 27 times that she, I mean, of course everybody loses their temper. Um, but, but she'll ask her a hundred times to do something and she still doesn't do it. She's like, if you don't do this, you're getting a timeout. And it's just over and over again. And I'm like, Aspen, stop it. <laughs> like, And it's, it's, it's two different dynamics. Um, I don't feel like she has to be that way. I just feel like that's the way she chose that she wanted to raise her children before she even gave birth. She wanted to yeah. be very gentle going forward. and yeah i agree with that to an extent but i also agree with kind of the way that i was raised uh if i ask you to do something you need to do it if i tell you to do something you need to do it and on that third time i'm gonna be angry yeah oh yeah yeah Yeah.
1: do you this could be an episode for another uh, question for another episode um how do you how do you what do you think that that's communicating to aspen
2: I was thinking that when he was saying that, like, yeah, I think that needs to be like, on a. I think that needs to be on next episode because that's a lot like, to unpack. Like, a lot you, of feelings about that. Yeah, I, I, I just a Kyle question. How Tyler like, do do, disciplines like, Aspen? I mean,
1: like, so. do you feel like that's?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you feel like you guys being on on separate pages on that is communicating like that? It's a confusing communication to her, or do you feel like she understands kind of what's happening?
4: Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't mean to make it sound like it's like that all the time. Like it's not. No, that no, All the time, and I'm always yelling. Like that's, <laughs> that's not the way. It's it not the way it is. I mean for it that mm-hmm. way. Um, But uh, I, I try the the gentle approach first, and if it's not working, then I'm going to get get stern. Like I'm not out there just yelling. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I try the gentle approach first. Um, as far as what it's communicating to her. Um, I'm just, I try to get the importance across. I know she's only three or she's about 33, mm-hmm. um, but I'm trying to get the importance across of listening and following direction. When you when your parents or somebody in charge tells you to do something, you need to do it because we have your best interest in mind. I know that's hard yeah. for her to understand at three years old. That's also hard for me to understand that she is only three years old and that she can't fully comprehend everything that's going on at one time. So I think it's a balance between both of us as far as uh, me understanding what she can understand and her understanding what I'm trying to communicate. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I think there's always going to be a biological aspect in that that guys are more factual and logic. And it's like, I told you, why didn't you do it? Where a mom is always going to be more nurturing, so to speak, Mm -hmm. is how I've always looked at it. So my wife is the get to the feelings of why didn't you do that? Why didn't you listen? I'm like you didn't listen. Go go do it. Listen, 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 and I'm just like much. It's, I feel like the balance is important. I think what you guys were getting back to is your kids seeing the almost the the disparity in behavior between mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough because I could say yeah, I could definitely see that if you push it too far out of whack, then they start not knowing how to behave. But they got to, I think there has to be a certain balance. You can't both freaking come down like a ton of bricks every time, but you also
4: both can't let your kids run over you. Mm -hmm. I think we do a good job of picking up each other's slack. So like where she gets impatient, I try to be, try to be gentle and pick up and be like cool and calm and, and be that gentle parent. And where she's, where I kind of fall off the rails a little bit. She's she's super gentle and calms it down. And we kind of yeah. play off of each other that we can stay on the same page and adapt to what each other is doing when
0: needed. Sure. I no, I've just I just been observing honestly um this conversation and and I feel like I I I literally it was like 2 seconds ago and I can't remember which one of you said it but something about like balancing like you can't come down on you can't come down at the same time and I think that's something that just for marissa and i having the background of being like you know middle school high school sweethearts whatever like we know each other well enough and like it's it, we have this weird balance that's almost like natural on like some things she comes down on some things i come down on some things she's more great you know she gives more grace and some things i don't so it's like it's just it's just communicating like the two biggest things with marissa and i are are communications and expectations like we always communicate and then we always communicate like our expectations of each other. And so that way there's no surprises, you know? And so, yeah, honestly, like I I think we, there, don't get me wrong. Like a lot of our arguments revolve around how we discipline the kids. Like a lot of it is Mm -hmm. Nick, you're too hard. And a lot of it is risks. You're way too soft on them. So like that is a lot of our argument. Like we don't argue about, other things that that's the biggest thing that's the biggest thing we argue about but outside of that i feel like we have a pretty solid balance but i would definitely say like most of the time i come down harder on the kids um especially my boys i mean i I really haven't besides like you know besides evelyn reaching for like an iphone cable coming out of a outlet like i haven't had to discipline her yet so i don't know how it is to discipline a little girl but my boy is like i'm hard on them because it's like exactly like we always talk about like you guys are going to be men like you're going to learn this now and you're going to learn this lesson once and you're going to understand it from this point forward like because you have to understand that it's pivotal to being a man so yeah i don't know i definitely i definitely come down hard on them but i've also taught them a lot of lessons out of just plain out stupid examples that i've set or done you know so I guess it's finding a balance and using yourself as an example point and in teaching them out of what you do, but also making lessons out of what they do, um, you know, to kind of, to kind of keep them understanding that they're never going to reach perfection, but they can reach a point where, you know, they're being responsible, different things like that. So,
1: Well, hey, if you have any questions or topics that you want us to talk about, please reach out on Instagram or email. I just want to say a special a special shout out to Austin uh, for, for sending in today's question. Um, I feel like it really sparked some really good conversation. Um, and we're, that's what we're here for. We're here uh, for you guys and uh, just to have some good conversation. Uh, so I do appreciate uh, when whenever anybody reaches out and gives us uh, a topic to tackle. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Please give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening on, whether that be Spotify or iTunes or Apple music or Stitcher or, or Zoom or MySpace or whatever you've Zanga. got going on. Zanga Yes. Pandora, Zune. if you for whatever reason believe in that. Um,
2: hey, LimeWire.
1: Lime LimeWire, Mixer, whatever you've got. Uh, <laughs> thank you again so much for listening. It It really does mean the world that, um, that you choose to listen to idiots like us just Babylon for God knows how long. Uh, but yeah, you guys are the best. We love you. Uh, until next time.
0: I'm Gordo.
2: I'm Abe. I'm Tyler. We're so bad at this part. <laughs> I'm TJ.
1: And I'm Garrett. Remember that being good enough isn't the goal. The goal is progress over perfection. Let's all try to be a little bit better this week than we were last week. You got this. Love you. Bye. Goat, man. Bye.
4: This <laughs> man <laughs> This man up to something. <laughs>